On Second Shot, we cover two new stories every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And at the heart of every one of these stories are people, just like you and me, who've had to overcome incredible odds, to face the greatest challenges, to struggle and fight back. But now, we're changing it up. In these episodes, we're skipping the headlines and going straight to the people that inspire us to grow, to be bold, seek change, and act courageously when the rest of the world may not. A second look, a second chance, a second shot. This is Second Shot Sit-Downs with your host, Jenny Anchando. Well, hello, everybody. So great to have you here. We have a truly inspiring guest today. Her name is Nina Vaca. I interviewed her years and years and years ago, and I remember making like one of those mental notes. Okay, next time I interview her, we need to make it longer so we can really get the goods. And so that's what we're doing for you today. She is the chairman and CEO of Pinnacle Group. This is a leading provider of workforce solutions. They're headquartered in Dallas. But I mean, they're, they're really a huge deal, I will say, all across the country. This is consistently named one of the fastest growing companies in the country and was named fastest growing women-owned company in the country by Women's President's Organization both in 2015 and 2018. So now let's bring her in. We welcome Nina Vaca. Hello, hello, good to see you. Thank you so much for thinking about me. You are just amazing for thinking about me in this way, especially at the dawn of Hispanic Heritage Month. So truly an honor to be here with you. Oh, I've been looking forward to it. Like I said, it was such a long time ago and I thought, wait a minute, we've got, you know what? This lady has some answers for us. <laughs> and, you know, so I really want to talk about your career. Sometimes you think, my gosh, chairman and CEO, and I feel like everybody's a CEO these days. Everybody's like a CEO, but then, I mean, how, how many people work, uh, I don't want to say underneath you or for you within Pinnacle? You know, Pinnacle started from my living room floor 24 years ago. I started it when I was young and had just gotten into the technology industry. I was aggressive back then. And what a blessing it has been that Pinnacle today, we have thousands of contractors across the United States. We operate in 10 different countries and we serve some of the largest companies in the world. Did you ever imagine? Come a long way from my living room floor. Yeah, did you? <laughs> so back when you started in the living room floor, which, you know, raise your hand if you've done that. That's sort of where, that's where all good ideas come, huh? Um, back then, did you imagine that it would be what it is today? Never in my wildest dreams would I would imagine that we would have achieved what we have achieved today. And a lot of Pinnacle, like who we are now, the personality of the company, is really comes from a place of gratitude. We understand that success is a responsibility. And so we're that company that as we grow, so does our community. I just growing up, I just happened to have grown up with entrepreneurs and civic leaders. And I know the importance of a thriving community means to a city, to a state, to a country. So I would have never imagined in a million years that we would be where we are today. <laughs> that is awesome. You just kept going. So did you set out to do, I mean, what was your dream at the time? Like you, you started the business for a reason. Was it just, okay, well, I see other entrepreneurs, so I'm going to do it too. Or did you have a specific intention? Well, it's important to understand my background. So yes. I'm technically an immigrant to, uh, that came to this country. My, my parents immigrated to this country from Quito, Ecuador, and, and they actually did with a suitcase and a dream. And in very short order, they had six children, five are living today, and in very short order, they recognized that entrepreneurship was their vehicle to the American dream. 
And so uh, my mother is a huge, was, is, and continues to be a community activist, someone who really gets engaged in the community and is striving always um, to grow the community in which she lives in. And so I kind of grew up with an entrepreneurship, with entrepreneurship and, and civic leadership. And so I, I was destined to be both. So understanding where I came from and my background is critical. As an immigrant to this country, the attitude that failure is not an option and the recognition and the appreciation, at least at our, at our uh, kitchen table, we'd always talk about how fortunate we are to be in a country like the United States where we can really make something of ourselves if we really work hard enough. And so for me to understand that background, I was destined to be an entrepreneur. I got into technology very, very early. I saw a dumb computer. I went out at the age of 15 in my father's um, place of business, and I just fell in love with technology and the rest, well, the rest is history. That's interesting. So explain what it is exactly that Pinnacle Group does. Sure, happy to. So Pinnacle provides IT labor to the Fortune 500, some of the largest companies, like I said, in the world. We either provide the IT labor or we manage the IT labor. And so when we started off, I mean, I started off very, very small. We were a small boutique company that provided IT labor. Today, we have 10 service lines, both in managing the labor and providing the labor. Um, we've had to innovate as a small minority owned company. We've had to innovate and pivot and use a lot of AI and machine learning and a lot of technology in order to scale the company and to grow. But that's what we do today. We do, um, we provide IT labor or we manage the IT labor to some of the largest companies in the world. And, and by the way, things haven't always uh, been a rocket ship at Pinnacle <laughs> shortly after 9-11. Yeah, yeah, pl please do explain that because really we talk about second shots here all the time and, and, and it, it is easy to look and think, oh, well, Nina had entrepreneurial parents. She had access to a computer. This must have been easy. So explain how you know wh where how you've been able to make it through many difficult challenges over the years. Sure, sure. No, the entrepreneurial parents actually taught me a lot because uh, business, as you know, and every entrepreneur's life, you know, business is, isn't always good. I watched my parents fail. I watched them get back up. I learned resiliency. I learned hard work. I learned never getting up. I saw a computer. Mm -hmm. And that that gave me the ambition to want to be the first in my family, but not the last, to go to college. And so seeing the computer, not having it, but seeing it inspired me um, to want to get into the technology industry. And I had to work really hard to be the first. And so getting into the industry, understanding the lay of the land, but the entrepreneurial background taught me a lot about risk, about failure, about never getting up, about mindset. And when I started the company, it was a perfect time in our country. It was 1996 and corporations were looking for uh, IT labor. But after 9-11, I don't have to tell you, we just recently mm. celebrated the anniversary of 9-11. I don't have to tell you what happened to this country. And uh, Pinnacle actually had a liquidation plan in place. So I was down to four people. I had hired my family. I was down to four people and I was down to a liquidation plan. Um, I almost didn't make payroll. The consultants were telling me to wrap it up. And that's when my mindset kicked in that, again, failure is not an option. An entrepreneur always finds a way. And so coming out of 9-11, I learned a lot of lessons, but the, one of the biggest lessons I've learned 
is to understand your industry and to see opportunities where others see crisis. And I, I really, to be quite candid with you, yeah. it takes a lot of, it takes a corporation to actually believe in you as a small business. At the time we were very small, we were under a million dollars in revenue and AT&T and uh, Verizon actually took a chance on us back then. We'll be celebrating our 20 year anniversary together uh, but they believed in us and oftentimes it takes someone to believe in you whether it's an employee a customer a partner a family for us uh, if we didn't have these corporations that took a chance on a small business we wouldn't be where we are today so nina i want to get a little bit micro for people who are feeling right now during this pandemic for example that, that gosh you know i'm hanging on by this last string and i want to be an entrepreneur but i am tempted to go work for somebody because there's not a whole lot of business left. Was there a specific deal that you did, a specific outreach, somebody who said no to you a couple times and then finally said yes? Uh, what was it that led to you ultimately making those deals that it sounds like you know saved your company? No, it actually did. It, it actually absolutely did. Number one, be a student of your industry. I had to really, and take advantage of the relationships that you've built and go to organizations. For me, the Women's Business Council Southwest, it was a regional organization that brought together women-owned businesses and corporations. And I met Verizon there. And I met someone in the procurement chain. And I asked them and asked them and asked them to mentor me and teach me, what are they buying? How are they buying? And they actually gave us an opportunity to, um, to complete an RFP, a request for proposal. Well, we lost that one, and then we lost the next one, and then the next one. And every time we lost, I would always be gracious and say, teach me again. What are we doing wrong? How can we get this right? 40-something RFPs later, we won our first statement of work piece of business. Hold on. Like I Hold said. on, Nina. So here's the thing. like. You guys, we're quitting at the first no. We're quitting at the second no, the third no. So so it was like, I mean, at 46, were you like, okay, this is it? I mean, what made you keep going when there had been a significant amount of rejection thrown your way? Because I knew, and, and I know today, that if you have a learner mindset, not a knower, but a learner mindset, and you're constantly coming back and you're wanting to learn and sharpen yourself and get more details, uh, that resilience and that learning mindset really uh, prevented us from ever giving up. And so I think the procurement chain was just impressed that they said, God, these guys just don't give up. All right, we'll give them another chance. We'll give them another chance. And as soon as you have one, just one contract, then we turned it into two to three to four and there has been moments in Pinnacle's history where somebody believed in us that gave us the opportunity to grow exponentially. In 2003, it was Comcast that gave us the opportunity to grow exponentially. And uh, this COVID, during COVID, if it wasn't for Capital One double downing on IT resources and mission critical um, IT resources and giving us that chance, I don't know where we'd be. And so oftentimes in our history, we have lots of clients today, but there are several that stand out and they stand out in those moments where they, they believe in you and they want to see you succeed. And that's what I want to do now for others that come behind me. Yeah, it's really interesting. I hope that everybody heard that there's a difference between just being pushy and like continuing to knock, knock, knock and taking feedback 
and improving based on the feedback. There's got to be something to be said for that part of it too. That it's not just persistence, but it's like, okay, why did they say no and let me improve? Mm -hmm. There's that piece and there's also the piece of inspiring the people around you. I remember there was just a couple of us in the office and I'd come back and I'd say, we lost, but we've got another. And they'd go, oh, come on. <laughs> and you've got to paint. And so I would always paint a picture that, that is much, much larger because I knew, I knew that these types of large Fortune 10 companies would need IT resources. We just needed to learn how to deliver that. So I knew in my heart that this industry was growing. I knew in my gut that the industry would thrive, that times were very challenging. And so I looked at the glass half full and I had unwavering faith that better days lie ahead. Psst. Hey, it's Zach. I'm in my apartment recording this audio so Matt can sneak it into the show before Jenny and Heath hear it. I know they always do the sponsor reads, but guys, I had to get in here so I could tell you about Energy Ogre. They've been a longtime supporter of the show, and this summer, Christine and I finally signed up to see if they're really as good as Heath and Jenny say, and guys, Energy Ogre is totally legit. It's crazy. Check this out. You sign up for Energy Ogre for just $10 a month. You send them your most recent power bill, and the team at Energy Ogre will run the numbers to find out how you can save more money on your bill by switching to a different provider. Then, they'll switch you over to that provider provider for you and you'll immediately start saving money that you would have been spending on whatever company was ripping you off in the first place. Christine and I switched over this summer and I've been kicking myself for not signing up earlier ever since. We saved so much off our power bill that we paid for Energy Ogre's service fee and now we got a little extra scratch for date night. If you live in Texas, if you're in a house or an apartment, whatever, go to energyogre.com right now and put in the promo code second shot and you can get your first month totally free. Support Energy Ogre, support Second Shot, and support your savings by switching to Energy Ogre. In terms of leadership practices, that, that's something I'd love for you to be able to speak to is if somebody's leading a group, whether it's small or large, how to keep people energized and excited. It's it's a particularly difficult time right now where people are working remotely and it's hard to feel the energy from others. People can feel isolated and alone. What is your advice for people staying motivated right now? See, for me, it's it's a lot about mindset. What I've learned in life, um, and you've heard Simon Sinek say, you know, there are leaders and there are those who lead. Mm. Leaders lead because they may have influence or title, but those who lead inspire other people. And so I, I tend to try to be a person who leads and people who follow you, they don't follow you because of you. They follow you because you inspire them to, 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 um, to double down on their own values. And so for me, I've been really blessed to have an incredible group of people, one of the best management teams in the country that our values are so aligned. We understand that we provide IT solutions for Fortune 500 companies. But at the end of the day, our mission and our purpose is to improve lives. Mm. And so that's our platform and it's what we do really well, but the long game and the long mission. So what a leader needs to do is understand the long game and to be able to paint a picture to whoever you're trying to lead, what is that long game and how are you helping them fulfill their values? You know, I think leaders, uh, especially in times like this, uh, it's important to, to respond and not to react. In every situation, especially in a crisis situation, we tend to react and it's best to stay calm and respond 
it gives it affords you the opportunity the time between reacting and responding and that time right there that middle slice um, there's a lot of freedom in there and there's a lot of choice so we get the choice on how we respond you've heard the old adage it's not what happens to you but it's, it's how you respond uh, accepting the failure graciously that we we didn't win the bid um, understanding and wanting to learn more all those values have served us when we were itty bitty and they still serve us today yeah that's a beautifully strong message so many corporations and businesses or companies uh, that perhaps should have been focusing on diversity before are now focusing on it today and bravo for that um, what is your advice to people who are looking to find true diversity within a company without forcing something or not hiring the right person for the job. How do we make that a really authentic process? You know, I think uh, awareness is one of the biggest issues when it comes to diversity in corporations. It's just becoming aware. A lot of times diversity would only be about your, uh, your workforce. Mm -hmm. But we know that true diversity is not just about your workforce, it's about your board and it's about your suppliers mm. because entrepreneurship is an incredible way um, to create wealth in different communities and uh, some of the fastest growing uh, segments of small business is that black and brown community in fact women women of color are the most entrepreneurial people in this country yet they're not scaling their businesses so awareness is a big deal uh, the second thing is intentionality you just honestly it's really that simple by being intentional and by it being something that's recognized from the CEO down, um, that makes a difference and it matters. Yeah, that's great. Intentionality, you're, you're spot on there. You, of course, we mentioned you are the daughter of immigrants. It is Hispanic Heritage Month. Talk about the impact and really the precise way that you are pouring into your community to really uplift and inspire the next generation of leaders. You know, like I said, I am I am so grateful to what we've been able to accomplish. Um, the recognition of how um, how uh, unheard of that is has really uh, has really inspired us to me, particular, and the whole company to kind of lean into giving back to the community. So today, it's in vogue to give back. Uh, we've been doing it. It's been it's been a pillar of our company for the last twenty four years, and I, I've done it in two ways. I, I followed my mother's footsteps and, and being engaged in the community. I started my career in giving back about 20-something oh, years ago by raising money locally for minority students to go to college. It was such a game changer for me that I wanted to do something that had great impact in our community. And um, I started working in the community hand-in-hand, hand, meeting people with the same values. 20 years later, um, in 2014, I was lucky enough to, to be nominated by President Obama as a White House Ambassador for Global Entrepreneurship. It's the PAGE program, the Presidential Ambassadors for Global Entrepreneurship. So that gave me an opportunity to travel around the world, really inspiring people, telling them my story, inspiring women and people of color to start their own businesses. So that's one way we give back. Another local way we give back is, again, the technology industry is an incredible industry. When you look at the industries that are changing, um, particularly with the entree of AI and machine learning, there are some industries that are on, that, that are that are that are decreasing, um, and there's some industries that are increasing. 
and and the sector that is increasing is technology. So I'm a big proponent of making sure to recruit as many people as I possibly can to join the ind the industry of business, to join the industry of technology. It's a thriving, growing industry and one that um, can give us very rewarding either entrepreneurial careers or corporate careers. Yeah, it's interesting. It's one thing to be inclined to learn about technology and learn about computers, for example. It's a totally different thing to run a business. Is it not? How, how, did, you, how did you come out with both sets of skills, Nina? <laughs> well, you know what? It's that learner mindset. You yeah. know, it hasn't come easy, particularly when you join an industry where you don't people, you don't see people that look like you. You know, my motto is see it, be it. And I think it's so important, particularly not just uh, this month that's Hispanic Heritage Month, but always to have role models that if you find some success to tell your story because you don't know who you're impacting, you don't know who you're touching, we're probably a lot more alike than we are different. I grew up very humbly, you know, immigrant family, um, five children, and and I, I bet that I'm my story is a lot more alike than different than any others. And so I feel like it's important for role models in our community to tell their story and to inspire others to do it. For me, how I'm giving back locally is um, being part of the DISD P-TECH program. Pinnacle was one of the first companies to kind of jump on board. And the P-TECH program is a collegiate academy that allows oftentimes um, minority students uh, from disadvantaged uh, social economic status to get a high school degree and an associate's degree at the same time with a technology track. So what that program is gonna do uh, in North Texas is incredible. We're gonna be graduating some of the most amazing, brightest students very quickly, and it's gonna float the boat of education, it's gonna float the boat of technology, and for me, that's, that is one of the crown jewels of a program that I've been able to be part of, to advocate for, um, to make a change in the community. Yeah, that's fine. I, I relate to you on the level of being the first person to go to college, and it really is, it's daunting. It's just, it's a lot. You don't, where do you apply? How do you get in? How, how does this even work? And so you talk about programs like that, where <laughs> kids can knock out a lot at one time. It really seems to fast track them. Let's talk a little bit about mentoring relationships. Um, none of us can do this alone. We know that. How have the relationships in your life helped to sort of amplify you and your voice? And also, what's your advice for people who are looking for a little bit of a guidance or a mentor in their own business? So I feel like mentors are earned as a result mm. of hard work. I always tell students when I get the opportunity to speak to them is be crazy good at what you do. Double down and perfect your skill. Understand your strengths and weaknesses and double down on those strengths and, and be a star that attracts mentors. You know, for me, oftentimes, everybody wants to run with the winner. I worked very, very hard. I was very, very persistent. I spent a lot of time in different programs educating myself. And so people wanted to see me succeed. And I think other people can do that same thing. For me, um, it's about attracting mentors, not just mentors, but sponsors. Sponsors are people that are willing to give you that break. They're willing to put their social capital uh, their intellectual capital in making sure that you succeed. So if you work for a corporation, finding a mentor is not enough. Finding a sponsor is where you want to be because your promotions, your awards, your breaks, they're happening in a room when you're not there. Um, and so who's carrying your water? Who is doing that for you? In terms of entrepreneurship, I can tell you uh, unequivocally, my mentors have been corporations that really believed in us when we were small. 
Um, oftentimes, we've gotten a contract. Again, I, I go back to AT&T and Verizon. 20 years ago, they believed in us when we were this big. At Comcast, without, without their leadership of handing us a strategic piece of business, we would have never been able to prepare ourselves to go global. And this year, uh, during COVID, if it weren't for Capital One, uh, double downing on IT, it's really made a different year, um, has, has created a different year for Pinnacle. So for me, it's about those companies that believe in you. A mentor and a sponsor can be a person, it can be a family member, mm. it could be a client, it could be all of the above. So, so open your mindset to who it is that can help you. And remember, um, true character is how you treat people who can't help you. It's not always about a client, it's about being kind and giving back and it coming back twofold. At least that's been my experience. That's a beautiful message. And I hope we just take a minute to pause on that, you guys. So in this go, go, go situation we're in, it can feel sometimes like you reach out, gimme, 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 climb, 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 climb. And it does not leave an excellent impression upon others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I, I have to tell you, for me, I can tell you story after story of somebody 15 years later coming to me and saying, you know, I remember you. I remember our experience together. I mean, you and I are a perfect yes. example of that. You know, I never expected anything in yes. return. And, um, and so I have story after story where I have just tried to help people without giving back. I call it making deposits in the bank of relationships. You never know when those will come back to you and how you treat people who you think can do nothing for you. The realities, we're all human. Mm -hmm. And uh, we can all, we don't just need clients, we need friends. We need mentors, we need sponsors, we need nominators, we need advocates. And so for me, it's about respecting everyone and um, doing our part. Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, your team shared this statistic with me, which is um, quite frankly, uh, it, it's heartbreaking during this time. Um, they shared a statistic that indicated four point, of the 4.6 million Hispanic owned businesses, more than 45% of them have gone out of business. So these are people who have invested everything, um, just just family and grit and finances and into something that did not work out. So I would love to hear some advice for those people who are struggling right now or are even thinking about starting a business right now. For me, you know, I, I have to say my heart goes out. I don't want to um, underestimate the the hurt, the pain, the challenge that's going, that's happening in our country, particularly um, in the small business world. Uh, I know at, that out of 4.6 million owned Hispanic businesses, 45 of them have closed their doors and, I, and I, uh, my heart goes out to each and every one of them. Um, oh, Pinnacle, remember, was almost in that same position um, many, many moons ago in 2001. We were almost going out of business. And so I feel like this is our time to pivot this is our time to think about the long game. This is our time to truly see opportunities and search for opportunities, lean on mentors, lean on relationships, um, and and see what, what transformation, if any, is available. Because failure is never an option. Where there is a crisis, there's also an opportunity. We just need to find it. And so, again, let's not react, let's respond. Let's pull back and let's understand is something happening to us or is something happening for us? And if you can change that mindset of something is happening for you and what is the longer game and how can you pivot and transform, to me, that's a mindset that at least helped me during those challenging times. Yeah, your company has withstood the test of time 
Nina, I so appreciate your time this afternoon, um, and, I, and I appreciate you being so open and candid so that people can see this was not easy, but it is working for you. Thank you again. <laughs> you know what? My only goal is to be an example. Like I said, we're probably uh, a lot more alike than we mm -hmm. are different, and if my story can be helpful in any way, I'm happy to share it. I appreciate it. That's beautiful. So you guys, here is the information if you want to follow along with Nina and her company. So the website, pinnacle1.com, also ninavaca.com, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, all at ninavaca, B-A-C-A. Thank you all for hanging with us for this interview. I hope that you found it inspirational. I hope it gives you a little kick in the pants to go out and do what it is that you want to do. We'll see you next time.